I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Scuderia F1, the podcast that's always up to speed with the latest Formula One news. Follow us on Twitter at Scuderia F1 Pod and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Daly and Kevin Laramang. Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast that is always up to speed with Formula One here on the Overtime Media Network. My name is Mark Daly and it is Sunday night and we're going to do tonight what we do on every Sunday on a race weekend and that is talk about the race that was, the weekend that was. And the 2020 season is officially wrapped up in terms of the Constructors and Drivers Championship. Lewis Hamilton winning the Turkish Grand Prix at the Intercity Istanbul Park this Sunday afternoon. And his teammate uh, Valtteri Bottas doing his best Barishnikov and pirouetting his way multiple times around the, the circuit and effectively ending his chance. Well, he didn't effectively. He completely ended the mathematical chance he had to catch uh, Lewis Hamilton over the past or, or the last couple of races of the season. And well, it is what it is. And Lewis Hamilton now is equal on championships with Michael Schumacher. The British and German drivers both have seven world titles between them. The only difference between the two of them is obviously Lewis is still an active driver. And the question is, how much longer is Lewis going to go for? And is he going to win how many more? championships before he's done and you have to think if and when he signs his new contract with Mercedes which just has to be a question of time now we talked about it a couple of days ago in the weekly show that uh, as long as he's with Mercedes and as long as Mercedes build good racing cars and engines which they always typically seem to do that the sky seems to be the limit I mean he could be the first eight he could be the first to ten for all we know and it could be a lot more than that so we'll just have to wait and see because uh, the future is completely in Lewis's hands. Anyways, before we get into the news and some of the quotes uh, from the weekend itself, let's just uh, quickly run down the top 10 uh, finishers in the the Turkish Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton, of course, winning the race. Uh, Sergio Perez in the racing points, uh, coming home second, about half a minute uh, behind. Then you had uh, Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc, P3 and P4. No, that is not a mistake for P2, 3, and 4. Uh, Great uh, drives by all four of these guys. Uh, uh, actually, you can even give a shout out uh, to uh, Carlos Sainz. I think uh, that uh, all the top five uh, drivers drove extremely well. And the Ferraris, I think, uh, finally showing some something decent. I mean, uh, obviously, they've had a horrible year. And uh, Matteo Bonato said that uh, they felt that they were making some progress with this car recently. And I think so. I mean, um, on, on a weekend when it was uh, wet and traction uh, was almost uh, non-existent, uh, there was very little grip out there on, on the circuit uh, that was only just uh, recently paid. I think they finished paving it uh, just only about uh, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, if I uh, remember correctly. And um, the Ferrari's looking pretty good. I mean, in all fairness, uh, Sebastian probably lucked into that one. Uh, Charles making a late lunge to try and uh, pass uh, Sergio Perez for P2. And uh, well, why wouldn't you? Unfortunately, uh, Charles couldn't make it stick and uh, lost out on, on a podium. But uh, a very good uh, weekend uh, for Ferrari. I, I would give a, you know I, either a Perez, Vettel, or a Charles. I think you could interchange or Lewis as well. I mean, uh, any one of those four drivers you want to pick those for the uh, for the driver of the day that they throw out there during uh, the, the the weekend. I think that uh, you could give a shout out to, to any one of those guys. But I think you have to give the nod to Lewis. Uh, not only did he win the race, uh, he clinched his uh, first uh, or sorry his seventh uh, world championship, and he only w- made one pit stop and uh you know changing from uh, full wets to enters as did uh, Sergio Perez so uh tactics and strategy really paying off uh, for those two guys anyways like I said uh, Carlos Sainz in the McLaren P5 then you had Max Verstappen in P6 very disappointing race uh, for from Max here's a guy that really uh you know we we look forward to watching in the in the wet I mean if you go back to uh Interlagos at the uh, the Brazilian Grand Prix now what was it 2016 2017 at least uh, three four years ago I mean uh, Max 
tracks in in that wet race was uh, finding grip like nobody's business and passing people left, right, and center in places that you wouldn't think people would pass even under the the, the driest and best of uh, conditions. So uh, Max uh, struggling with the grip uh, again, not just today but all weekend long, and uh, that that was a bit uh, disappointing that uh, there wasn't more of a factor in this race. Anyways, his teammate Alex Albon uh, P seven, then he had Lando Norris in eighth, Lance Stroll in P nine. Um, disappointing for Lance. Uh, did very well to clinch a pole position and uh, led the race uh, for a large portion today and looked uh, pretty good uh, in doing so. But when he came in for another set of inters, just um, had issues and uh, dropped way down. Well, I wouldn't say dropped, more like plummeted through the race order. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he, he couldn't uh, get uh, get a better finish than ninth and uh, his run of bad luck uh, continues. And then uh, finally in P10, we had uh, Daniel Ricardo in the Renault rounding out the, the point uh, pain uh, positions. So just uh, now that we've uh, gone down the, the, the race classifica- uh, classification, let's just quickly take a, a look at the Drivers and Constructors uh, Championship. Uh, of course, uh, this is, they've been uh, you know, wrapped up uh, for a long time, um, uh, realistically speaking. Uh, Mercedes uh, clinched the double world championship uh, win again uh, this year, which they've done every year since uh, 2014. Uh, so, of course, uh, the, the Constructors was wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Mercedes 504 points, which is way ahead. I mean, they've almost doubled uh, Red Bull in, in, in points, more than doubled them, actually. I mean, uh, Mercedes 504 points, uh, Red Bull 240. You got racing points, extending a little bit of a gap uh, now uh, above uh, McLaren. Uh, racing point 154 points, uh, McLaren 149. But, you know, that is still only a five-point gap. Uh, so this is definitely one to to keep an eye on uh, down the last couple of races of the year. Renault is losing touch a little bit in this uh, three-way battle in the constructors. Um, they're now uh, on 136 points. I mean, uh, Esteban Alcon finished outside of the points, and Danny Ricardo only scored a single point uh, this afternoon. So they're kind of losing touch in that battle, which is, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're not all going to stick uh, neck and neck, but uh, it should be fun to watch, uh, uh, not that notwithstanding, uh, between Racing Point and McLaren over the last couple of races of the year. And then uh, Ferrari with this uh, very good uh, race that they had, they've uh, really uh, leapt up uh, through the uh, the constructors, and uh, they're now only uh, six points off uh, Renault for the uh, for for P five in the constructors, and uh, Ferrari 130 points, so only six points uh, behind Renault. So on the drivers' side, uh, of course, uh, like I said, and we're going to talk a lot about uh, Lewis Hamilton here, just uh, starting in a minute. Uh, Lewis uh, 307 points, uh, which is uh, way ahead of his uh, teammate uh, Valtteri Bottas, who uh, sits on a 197. Uh, Max Verstappen, 170 points. Then you have uh, Sergio Perez, 100 points for the Mexican. Uh, he's looking pretty good uh, there in the Drivers' uh, Championship. Uh, it's uh, very, very uh, respectable. Uh, he's actually just uh, three points ahead of uh, Charles Leclerc, who is uh, fifth in the Drivers' uh, Championship. Then you have uh, Danny Ricardo, Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, Alex Albon, and Pierre Gasly rounding out the top 10 in the Constructors' uh, Championship. But uh, Carlos and Lando, very, very consistent. Both of these guys, only a, you know after how many races that have we run now 15 14 15 races whatever it is now in the uh, in, in the championship for this uh, season after all these races only separated by a single point uh, 75 uh, for science and 74 for lando norris and uh, you can see why uh, mclaren is sitting uh, where they are in the constructors uh, championship because uh, both of those drivers have been incredibly uh, consistent over the, uh, the, the the course of the season thus far Okay, well, let's talk about the man of the hour, Lewis Hamilton, uh, doing only what Michael Schumacher has done before him, and that is Clint, a seventh Formula One World Championship, and that is uh, absolutely uh, phenomenal stuff. And uh, I've said it before, I think I even said it a couple of days ago on the weekly show, that after uh, Michael Schumacher won his seventh and final uh, World Championship, that uh, I never really thought that I'd see that uh, equaled uh, again. But I suppose, uh, as uh, Schumacher himself said, that records are are made to be broken, and Lewis has certainly had the car and the team around him uh, to do it, and uh, Mercedes and Hamilton have just been an unbeatable uh, combination for so many years uh, t- together now and uh, it really is a fantastic uh, combination anyways uh, Lewis was saying that uh, he let the emotions uh, get uh, get to him towards the the end of the race there and had to keep telling himself to keep it t- together and just doing what he was doing because uh, <laughs> he was really close uh, t- to, to losing it uh, emotionally anyways after the race uh, Lewis had to say quote 
Very rarely do I ever lose control of my emotions. And those last few, obviously, we were having that discussion about whether we were going to pit. And I was just telling myself, keep it together, Lewis. You got this. And I could feel it getting closer. Also knowing if I finish when I'm finishing right now, I've got this championship. So all these emotions were running through me and I was trying to stop it uh, because I was thinking about my whole career from when I was five in go-karts and when we won our first British championship, driving home with my dad singing, we are the champions and dreaming of being here. And it's uh, right here, just minutes away, and there, there was a lot to take in. When I came across the line, it really hit me, and I just burst into tears. I think that whole in-lap. Then I really couldn't get out of the car because I just couldn't believe it. For me, I've been very strong, but I couldn't have done it without the great man behind me, my dad, who on the days I didn't think that I was good enough or wasn't going to do well enough, he stood me up and kept me going. I was thinking of him. I was thinking of my mom, my stepmom, Linda, my brother, who have always stood by me through thick and thin. Well, I think that's an absolutely wonderful and a very touching uh, quote uh, by, by by Lewis Hamilton, uh, you know, paying tribute to to his dad for really, uh, you know, keeping him going and uh, really being the guy behind him and making him uh, believe in himself. And it really is an amazing story to see where they came from with uh, very limited uh, resources and uh, just the desire and the passion to go racing. Who would have thought, uh, you know, back then that uh, you know, they obviously never expected themselves, but uh, just, you know, big, you know, Credit to, to, to Lewis Hamilton and his family for, for everything that they've achieved. And like I say, it's very touching for Lewis to, uh, you know, pay tribute to, to them at, uh, you know, this very special time in his life and his uh, career, you know, keeping it real and uh, firmly uh, both uh, feet on, on the ground. Uh, anyways, uh, Total Wolf team principal at uh, Mercedes uh, says he believes that uh, Lewis Hamilton, after equaling uh, Schumacher's uh, seventh uh, world title, believes that uh, the Britain has now cemented his position among the uh, greats of uh, of any sports. Um, anyways, uh, uh, Toto had to say, quote, I mean, he's ranked in terms of his record on Michael's level, in terms of dry- driver world championships, and he's the absolute record holder in pole positions and race victories. Today, how can I say he has kind of cemented his position among the all-time best sports people in the world, sportsmen in the world, end quote. So there you go. I mean, uh, I, I think that, uh, that that is a very, you know, fair you know quote and thing to say. I mean, uh, Lewis is absolutely, I mean, he is in that conversation of uh, the greatest Formula One driver uh, of all time. And like I said, you know, my own personal th- you know, feeling is that I, I find it very difficult to, to, to really pick one guy above uh, a- any others. Because, I mean, you've got it's like Nuvolari, uh, Fangio, uh, you know, Michael Schumacher, Senna, Prost, uh, you know, to take any of these uh, great drivers that have won multiple world championships. And, I mean, they're all great uh, drivers in their own right, but uh, how can you really compare them, you know, head-to-head? Because you can all say that, oh, yeah, well, Lewis Hamilton has the best car now. He's got uh, the, the techno- uh, technology of the 21st century behind them. But the thing is that... That, uh, even back in the 50s when uh, when Fangio was driving, he still had the best car of the time, right? And um, th- that that's the thing. And that, that's why I find it uh, difficult to, to, to really compare them uh, one-on-one. I mean, they're all uh, great drivers. They're all worthy to be in that uh, that pantheon of uh, you know great Formula One drivers and world championships. And uh, just uh, on terms of records and, uh, and things like that and victories, I mean, Lewis really does uh, stand apart. I mean, he's taken uh, all these uh, records that uh, were held by great drivers like uh, Senna and Schumacher and, and and the list goes on and has equaled and bettered them. So, I mean, just from that point of uh, alone, I mean, he really, you know, he stands out a little bit more because he's done all these things and he's still an active driver. And that's the thing that really is amazing that uh, we were just talking just a couple of days ago here that, uh, that Lewis, uh, you know, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how uh, Lewis said that there's no guarantee he'll be in Formula One uh, next year. And then he kind of went on to clarify that uh, just the, 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 the past week that, you know, he's more focused on the job at hand, that, uh, you know, that there's championships uh, to win both for for the drivers and the constructors. And once that business is uh, done and behind them, that uh, they can look at other things. And of course, the last time Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton uh, negotiated a a contract, they got it done in the end, you know, in less than a day and they ordered pizza at the end. So it it doesn't really seem like it's, uh, you know, it's it's, it's like a huge issue. And I mean, uh, Mercedes, they have the money to pay him and he's still, uh, we're going to get to it in a moment. But, you know, he, he still has that passion for Formula One. And that really is the question that that as long as Lewis wants to stay in Formula One, I mean, he can really walk away from the sport now on his own terms at, at his own time whenever he, he, he wants to. I mean, uh, it, it's one thing to kind of do, you know, what uh, Nico Rosberg did, uh, you know, win your world championship and then walk away so, so quickly. I mean, it wasn't like he'd just been in the sport for a year or two. I mean, Nico had been in Formula One for a while. 
but uh you know that the uh the 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 toll that it exacted on him uh was was more than he was willing to do and and keep uh, sacrificing in the way that he was done but i mean lewis has kept doing this you know year after year after year and of course ever since 2014 it has been unprecedented because the only time that lewis hasn't won the championship was in 2016 when the aforementioned uh, Nico Rosberg won it. But I mean, the thing is, I mean, he really has been consistent. It's one thing to have a good car. And I mean, you can look at uh, at his teammate, uh, Valtteri Bottas. And I hope we can finally put this conversation to, to rest because in my mind, it has never really been a comparison to me. And th- this is no disrespect intended to, to, to Valtteri Bottas, who I think is a good Formula One driver. And uh, he, he's obviously good enough to be in Mercedes, but he is nowhere in my mind to be a rival to um, uh, Lewis Hamilton. I was going to say Michael Schumacher, but where I'm going with this is that in my mind that 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 Valtteri Bottas is to Lewis Hamilton what Rubens Barrichello was to Michael Schumacher a very good driver who's going to get there you know, he, he's going to be fast enough he's going to be consistent enough he's going to do the job for the team that the team needs to help win world championships on the constructors he's going to win races in his own right from time to time and and we saw that uh, in the in the Schumacher uh, era in Ferrari we saw that occasionally Barrichello I think I think that Bottas is a little bit uh, quicker than uh, you know the the, the gap between Lewis and Bottas isn't as big as uh, Schumacher and uh, Barrichello. I mean, we've seen from time to time that, uh, that that Bottas has just been quicker. Some tracks, you know, he just goes better on. I mean, you look in Australia last year, he was miles ahead of him. You look at him in Austria this year, he's miles ahead in that opening race of the year. He always goes well in Russia. So he does have his moments. But the thing is, Lewis is going to be better. He's going to he's going to be he's going to win more races over the course of the season. And that's why I think that that. Uh, that that Bottas is more of like uh you know the 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 Barrichello to Schumacher or the Mika Hakkinen's David Coulthard kind of thing right uh, I, I mean, there's there's many examples like that. Obviously, Senna Prost is kind of kind of more like a, a, a Hamilton and a Rosberg, but a little bit different because they're already multiple world champions at that at that point. So, sort of, but not really the same. But the thing is, um, you know, I mean, it really is impressive what what, what Lewis uh, has done and uh, to, to keep doing it. And that's why I, I think that uh, we'll find out in due course. I would ex- I would be surprised if they actually get the contract done now before the end of the season. And I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of goes uh, a little bit, uh, you know, we get into the off season here in just over a month time. And then we, we hear something uh, over the winter whenever they decide to, to sit down and get it done. But that goes into to the next uh, story that uh, Lewis says that he wants to stay in Formula 1 for what he says, a, a chance to change the world. So obviously he's looking at uh, Formula 1 in a completely different way. And we're going to do that uh, or talk about that in just a little bit more detail in, in a moment. Because first of all, I want to talk to you guys quickly about my bookie. Because not only do we have uh, Formula One, we got lots of other things going on like NFL, late fall college ball, the NBA bubble, UFC Fight Island. And because 2020 has been a year like any other year is the exact reason why you need a sports book with offers unlike any other out there. So get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boost, lightning deals and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. So whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. So sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. MyBookie also boasts a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. So make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use my special promo code OVERTIME to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put in 200 bucks, they'll match you with another hundred dollars in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on all the fun and win some cash while you're at it. And once again, use my special promo code overtime to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. 
All right. Well, welcome back to the show. So yeah, just before the break, we were going to talk about uh, Lewis Hamilton and his future. So I mean, of course, like a couple of weeks ago, he said there was going to be no guarantee he was going to stay in Formula One next year. What with this contract uh, situation up at the end of the year and uh, the the fact that there have been no uh, talks uh, held between uh, Hamilton and Mercedes. But that stance has been, I wouldn't say softened because it's not like he's really taken a hard stance that uh, it, it was just one one comment that there was no guarantee that he was going to be there uh, this past week. Uh, he uh, he elaborated uh, on that a bit more, saying that he was more focused on helping uh, win the championships, both for the constructors and the drivers, and they'll sit down and get it done. And like I said a little bit earlier, they got it done very quickly the last time they sat down to, to get uh, a deal done. Anyways, uh, now Lewis... He's uh, saying a little bit more, I guess, uh, now that uh, the, the focus uh, can shift uh, away from what he's uh, doing on the track and uh, the, the fact that uh, the, the last couple of races of the year don't mean anything in terms of the championships. And, uh, you know, there's just uh, races to go out there and, and try and win for whoever, right? I mean, uh, I don't think that Lewis is going to ease off uh, by, by any uh, rate. I mean, uh, he might uh, try and help uh, his teammate win one or two of these uh, races uh, should the, uh, the, the the situation come up. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised surprised at that uh, at all if uh, if uh, there, there's an opportunity to help uh, Valtteri Bottas uh, win a race. Um, anyways, uh, Lewis uh, has been uh, talking about uh, how he'd like to stick with Formula One because of their anti-racism and uh, sustainability campaigns are the biggest reason why he wants to stick around in the in the sport. So he talked a little bit more about his future after the, the, the Turkish Grand Prix and Lewis had to say, quote, I feel like I'm only just getting started. It is really weird. I physically uh, feel in great shape and mentally 2020 has been a challenge but i didn't know how to get through but with the help of great people around me through the help of my team through the help of uh, team lh i managed just to keep my head above water and stay focused so i'm really hopeful for a better year next year i would love to stay i feel like we've got a lot of work to do uh here you know that uh, we've only just uh, begun. I want to push uh, uh, our, ourselves uh, to hold ourselves accountable as a sport, to realize that we've got to face and not ignore the human rights issues that the, uh, around the countries that we go to. It's how can we engage with those countries and help them and empower them to do more and really change, not just 10 years from now, not uh, 20 years from now, but now I want to help F1. I want to help uh, Mercedes in that journey. And also particularly moving to, to more sustainable, you know, as a sport, the whole thing of when we need to, to be more sustainable. I want to try and see if I can be a part of that, at least the initial phase of that for a little bit longer, end quote. So there you go. Um, Lewis uh, really hinting at things. And, uh, you know, if you've got that platform and uh, you think you can make a difference, uh, then the, the why not? I mean, he hit on a couple of uh, very important things. I mean, uh, I had a lot of people message me or email me over the past uh, week or so ever since uh, the, there was um, the announcement was made that they're going to race in Saudi Arabia next year. There's going to be a night uh, night race in, uh, in Jeddah. I had a lot of people say, you know, I love Formula One. I'm not going to watch that race because I have issues with Formula One going to a race in a country that uh, that, that has uh, such a bad human uh, rights uh, record like uh, Saudi Arabia does. And, you know, I mean, like Lewis says, I mean, that he, he makes reference to, to countries. So, I mean, that, that have issues with human rights. So, uh, sadly, it is not, uh, you know, a, a unique uh, situation. But I was, you know, honestly, I was quite surprised uh, that, uh, I, I mean, I get uh, quite a few messages and tweets and emails uh, all, all the time. But the the, 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 the volume of people that uh, that, that reached out, uh, that listened uh, listen to the show, that said that they won't won't watch that race specifically because of that, uh, really, uh, you know, took me aback. Uh, yeah, I was really quite uh, surprised uh, about that. And Lewis, of course, has uh, been very vocal about uh, the, the whole Black Lives Matter uh issue. I mean, uh, he wore the t- uh, t-shirt, uh, you know, remembering uh, Brianna Taylor, and he got into some trouble about that, or potentially, I mean, it was a bit of a talking point. I mean, he's had the the, the backing of his team, and, uh, you know, if you can help uh, enact positive social change from the platform that uh, that you're in, I think it's a good thing. And also the sustainability thing, I think, is important as well. I mean, they've been talking uh, just recently about the new engines going into 2026 when uh, when, when the current uh, formula expires, and they come in with new engines. And, you know, they're still talking about the that the hybrid model is the way to go. So uh, I, I think that's a, a good way to go. And also I think, uh, you know, more, more sustainability when it comes to fuels. And also it, it was interesting too, because uh, we were talking about it uh, just a couple of days ago as well. Uh, what with um, the, uh, the the Brazilian 
Canadian Grand Prix, supposedly getting pretty close to, to re-upping and signing a new deal uh, to keep the, the Brazilian Grand Prix at Interlagos in Sao Paulo for at least another five years until 2025. And I uh, had a, a message uh, from uh, from Alyssa Antonio Euclides Holanda. I hope I said that right. If not, I apologize. Anyways, uh, he, Antonio had to say um, on Brazil's uh, circuit in Rio de Janeiro, Brazilian specialized uh, media says this track project is all but doomed. It would t- take to cut down an entire forest and there would be no technical support of it. And then uh, he also followed up that tweet saying that uh, he couldn't confirm at the moment uh, that it has been uh, signed, but uh, you know the Brazilian uh, media is saying that uh, that is looking pretty solid, that uh, it's going to be a five-year extension with another five years option on top of that. So uh, it could be at least, uh, you know, another decade at Interlagos. And, you know, honestly, there's a lot of issues about uh, just, uh, you know, environmental impacts and things like that. And my, my nine to five job, I work in land development. I have a lot of clients that, uh, that, that uh, you know, build subdivisions and, uh, you know, apartment buildings and things like that. And the amount of environmental things, uh, hoops that they have to jump through, uh, you, you know, just uh, to even do build a small uh, subdivision of a, you know, a couple to several houses. I mean, it's significant. And I don't think that uh, regardless if it's here in Canada or around the world, I don't think that uh, that Formula One should be exempt from that. I don't think that they would. I'm not suggesting that they're going to go out there and really push to, uh, you know, recklessly, uh, you know, clear cut an entire forest. But I mean... I'm all for new races and new locations and new venues, but it has to be done responsibly. And uh, it sounds like uh, this uh, this track, uh, this new purpose-built track in uh, in Rio de Janeiro, sounds like uh, that it just has a lot of. Uh, a lot of challenges that uh, that, that sound like uh, it's it's just not going to happen the, the the way that it's uh, proposed. Uh, certainly, if uh, there are environmental uh, issues about that. So, thank you for the uh, for the the, the messages, uh, Antonio. Really uh, appreciate that. And uh, so, let's uh, keep moving along. Um, when. Uh it, you know, there, there's so much to talk about. Uh, <laughs> again, we would talk about Lewis Hamilton, but his, uh, like I said, his teammate uh, Valtteri Bottas. I mean, he had an absolutely terrible day in Istanbul. I mean, he spun six times. Uh, I mean, he called his own race in Turkey a disaster, and uh, he he damaged the car on the opening lap. And and that's just the thing. I mean, I, I think that the, the the difference between Valtteri Bottas and and, and Lewis Hamilton was was really illustrated uh, well in this. Uh, you know, in this race, I mean, okay, Bottas uh, maybe damaged his car on that opening lap uh, when he spun out uh, in the first corner. But you know, same car, same track, same conditions. You look at where where, where Bottas finished. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was miles different uh, between uh, you know Lewis Hamilton and uh, and and Valtteri Bottas. I mean, it really was. Uh, I mean, it, I, I don't think it'd been ever more apparent than it was in uh, you know in 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 in, in Turkey the, the, this afternoon. I mean, it really was, uh, it really was quite shocking how, where, where it was. I mean, uh, Valtteri Bottas, by the time it was all said and done, he was a lap down in uh, P14. And, you know, you just, uh, what, what do you really have to say to that? I mean, uh, I, I feel sorry for Valtteri Bottas, but just uh, a terrible, terrible uh, day out there. Anyways, uh, Bottas uh, said uh, about his race, quote, I had a, uh, the spin in the first corner. I was avoiding one of the Renault spins. Uh, then I had the collision in turn nine on the first lap. The car was not right. I could feel that the steering wheel was going uh, to the left on a straight line. And then in the left corners, the car was behaving differently and sliding. All the moments I had, it's not like how it should be. It was a messy race, a disastrous race. Obviously, I was trying to push as hard as I could because there was nothing uh, to lose for me today. When I dropped back, I was pushing as hard as I could, made mistakes, and for sure with the damage as well, made it uh, tricky. It could have been the most uh, difficult race I've had in Formula One so far, and also the results, end quote. So, uh, Bottas, you know, I I, I, you know, I always think that uh, he's fairly forthcoming, and uh, I, I think he's, uh, you know, being quite forthright and open, uh, owning, uh, you know, all the issues and problems uh, that, that he had uh, over the course of, uh, of, of the race. I mean, uh, but like I say, I mean, uh, never was the difference between... Uh, between Lewis Hamilton and, and Valtteri Bottas uh, as uh, illustrated as it was at the Turkish uh, Grand Prix. Now talking about the man that was on pole, uh, you know, Lance Stroll, ended up uh, P9 and he 
says he can't understand why he had uh, tire greening issues uh, later in the race, which uh, saw him plummet through the uh, through the race order. And I really feel bad for Lance because I mean, both those racing point cars were going very good. I mean, they were better in the wet there for for most of the race than the, the than the uh, works Mercedes cars. And of course, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion uh, all year long about how the uh, the RP20 is just a knockoff of last year's Mercedes W10, and uh, it really they look they looked really good out there. I mean, they both qualified well. I mean, it's been tricky. I mean, it was a, a nasty, nasty situation that they, we had weather-wise and the track conditions there. It was just, uh, it was a difficult uh, race uh, and a weekend, that is, for, for every driver in it. But uh, Racing Point really stood out uh, for for me, and I'm sure a lot of you too. Just the the, the way that uh, that they, uh, you know, not only how they uh, how well they did in qualifying, but also in the race. And it was uh, it was very disappointing for Lance because I mean he he was on on track to win his first Formula One race, and then that uh, that second pit stop he had was just uh, disastrous. Uh, he came in with only about uh, 20 laps uh, to go, 22 actually. When I look at my lo- uh, notes here. Uh, he went on to fresh uh, intermediates. I mean, uh, he said at one point, uh, if you remember on the race radio, they said they were going to bring him in, uh, put him on, uh, give him a fresh set of inters. And then Lance said that uh, he didn't like that. He wanted to go to the slicks. Nobody, uh, as far as I could tell, actually did go to slick tires uh, You know, throughout the course of the race. I mean, it looked like uh, the, the racing line was drying out there, but it's still, it was just uh, very, very slippery. And uh, they're just, uh, slicks would have been, uh, you know, the, the, the wrong choice. Anyways, like I say, Lance was brought in, 22 laps uh, left in the race. You put on a fresh set of intermediates and they start to green almost uh, immediately. And Lance just started falling back through the uh, the, the, the running order. And uh, he was passed by Vettel, Leclerc, Sainz, Verstappen, Albon, and then Lando Norris. And then uh, by, by the time it was all said and done, he was over a minute behind uh, Lewis Hamilton. Anyways, uh, Lance had to say, quote, I don't know what happened. I don't understand. We had so much graining on the first set of intermediates. We decided to pit. We were losing uh, seconds a lap. I just don't know uh, where that graining came from. It just happened instantly. It grained again. Massive graining and no pace. We'll have to look into it. It was pretty terrible today, end quote. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if you don't have the answers, you can't really do anything uh, but go back and take a look and uh, see exactly uh, what what the issue was. But, uh, I mean... There's been a lot of discussion about Lance Stroll over the years. I mean, obviously, his dad, Lawrence, very, very wealthy uh, businessman. And I think it's it's a fair conversation to have that Lance is in Formula One because of the opportunities uh, that that his father's wealth and his connections have helped him, uh, you know, give him a boost in his uh, in his racing career. But I don't think it's a fair comparison or judgment to, 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 to make to say that Lance is solely in Formula One or motor racing because his dad has a lot of money. I mean, he he would have made it in Formula One just because, you know, his dad has a lot of money. Even if when he started his career with with Williams, a team obviously hurting for, you know, for, for money, they don't have a huge bankroll and all that. If he didn't have some talent, wasn't able to, to drive that car, he wouldn't have got in that, uh, you know, into that team, no matter how much money his dad had. So... You know, I mean, he he has had a podium uh, before. I mean, he, he we've seen some positive things from from Lance Stroll over the years. I mean, of course, uh, breaking into Formula One with uh, with Williams and a team that clearly had lost its way at that point, and they're still trying to claw their way back to respectability they've only just uh, got new owners in there and that's going to take some time to get that ship turned around and heading in the right direction i mean they really fell into the abyss shortly you know, very very you know quickly and suddenly in in formula one a couple of years ago after uh, you know after 2016 i mean the way that they dropped off i mean they were up there sort of uh your racing point mclaren renault kind of positioning in the world championship and then they you know <laughs> promptly dropped off to the the bottom of the field and that's a completely different uh, discussion then he moves over to uh, racing points and then uh, he's in a car that was uh, designed for somebody else and then this year i mean he's had his moments despite all the struggles that that, that he's had i mean he has had some uh, good in- outings in the car and this weekend it finally looked like things were going his way and then he has that uh, that that graining issues uh, that, that he had uh, with with the, uh, the intermediate tires during the race and re- really spoiled it for 
for it. So unfortunately, his run of bad luck hasn't uh, been able to, to, to put uh, behind him. But uh, Racing Point uh, team principal Otmar Safnauer had to say after uh, qualifying on Saturday, uh, specifically about uh, Lance claiming pole, uh, uh, Safnauer had to say the following, quote, it's great, well-deserved. You can say he's been unlucky in the middle part of the year. But I don't think it was a luck. I think it was well-judged, re- uh, really. He came in and said straight away towards the end of Q3, it's going to be intermediates. I mean, he said it right at the beginning of Q3. He said uh, it's not quite there yet, uh, but it will be at the end. He came in and put the intermediates on, and he was absolutely right, and he got the, the tire to work and deserved pole position. Both of them did a fantastic job, absolutely. The conditions were the trickiest I've seen. A freshly resurfaced track that's pretty slick without even water on it, and then add the water and low temperatures as well, and it was dr- like driving on ice, and they both did a great job. I mean, they're both very convo- composed. Lance was especially very calm. He communicated very well with the pit wall and told us what the conditions were like really good, end quote. So there you go. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you can make uh, some of the arguments uh, that you want, but Lance, he had some talent and uh, disappointing the way that uh, it turned out for him uh, this uh, this weekend, uh, definitely. But uh, as uh, Otmar Safnauer had to say, that even if uh, this uh, we didn't see the, the, the dampness and the rain that we saw, just the fact that the track had recently been uh, resurfaced in the past uh, couple of weeks is when they finished, that it was going to be uh, tricky just uh, with the, just the surface itself and just how greasy it was and the low temperatures, but it really was a perfect storm of all these uh, bad things. Anyway, so just talking about uh, Racing Point, uh, uh, Checo Perez, uh, Lance's uh, teammate, said that his tires would have exploded had he had to do uh, one more lap in the race, and uh, he really was uh, struggling uh, r- right towards the end. Anyways, uh, Sergio had say after the race quote i told my team on the radio i think one more lap on those tires and they would have exploded the vibrations were extremely bad towards the end but i think it also made that race looking after them in the beginning and towards the end with the drying conditions the team did a fantastic job in terms of uh, strategy reading the race i think lewis today was extremely strong and towards the end we died but we managed to get a good result end quote so there you go anyways time for another break here on the overtime media network don't go away we'll be back in just a moment Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Well, welcome back to the show and Max Verstappen. Yes, remember Max? Well, we should have been talking about him in a lot more positive light uh, after this race. Unfortunately, it just really didn't uh, it didn't go well for Max. I mean, he struggled with a uh, grip uh, throughout the weekend, and uh, what with the wet conditioned. Uh, well, I mean, he did very well. I mean, uh, he uh, qualified in second place, uh, split the, the 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 racing points. I mean, it, it looked at at one point that we were going to see a front row lockout for uh, racing point, which uh, I don't think any of us would have uh, you know called even a couple of days ago. I mean, uh, the the fact that the conditions were the way that they were. I was uh, fully expecting that uh, because it had been nearly a decade since we'd uh, raced in uh, Turkey that we would see 
the the, the lap times uh, get smashed and broken uh, rather easily uh, what with uh, you know a, a decade of progress and engineering and design in formula 1 behind us but it just uh, wasn't a, 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 the, the case i mean they they really struggled and i mean it was it was almost comical to watch during qualifying just uh, how slow the cars were at uh, at one point you know they just uh, looking that when they broke the 2 minute barrier and i think the lap record um, i don't have it in front of me but i believe it was about a 1 minute 29 or a 1 minute 27 so the fact that uh, during uh, qualifying that uh, that they were putting in about a 2 minute lap in, in qualifying trim nonetheless was uh, was really quite uh, astounding but anyway so max was able to stick one good lap there and it got onto the front row of the grid but it was amazing once the lights uh, turned green i mean he just could not get off of the line i don't know if he uh, he missed a gear he wasn't able to shift he just didn't have any grip but it was almost like he was in sort of suspended am- uh, a- animation it was just the, the, the way that he went from second and just uh, everybody was uh, was passing him was uh, absolutely amazing but he got really close to uh, Sergio Perez uh, at, at one point there and he was very very close and it, it just um I I can't, I couldn't help but think when it was happening that uh you know considering the conditions and the fact that he was really tucked up underneath uh, the the gearbox of Sergio Perez I just had the feeling that it wasn't going to end well for for one of them anyways uh, Max had just gone on to the enters and of course uh you know he uh, he he couldn't hold it spun out uh, did a couple of three 60s and then immediately went back into the into, into the pits because he flat spotted it and uh, he just uh, he, he really struggled I mean it it, it was not uh, the kind of race that uh, we really expected to, to, to see from Max Verstappen because he really is I think the best driver in the wet in, in Formula One I mean you know, he, even Lewis Hamilton, I mean, uh, credit to Lewis, uh, not, not only for winning the race, but driving a smart race, keeping his nose clean and uh, avoiding any damage compared to uh, his teammate uh, Valtteri Bottas. But I mean, the thing is that, you know, kind of head to head, I mean, uh, Max really is better than, uh, than than basically everybody else out there in, in wet conditions. I mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier, just uh, how good Max was in that Brazilian Grand Prix a couple of years ago. What was it, 2016 or 2017? I mean, he was able to pass guys in the wet and find grip on uh, on the track on that day that uh, you normally wouldn't even see on uh, on a dry circuit really was uh, you know astounding that kind of really kind of made everybody sit up and take notice of Max uh, because uh, not only are the great drivers good but uh, great drivers also really really good in, in the wet conditions I mean go back to to, to Schumacher or Senna I mean both of them uh, fantastic uh, drivers in, in their own right and legends in their own right but uh, they were also just like max brilliant in the in the rain as well anyways uh, max had to uh, say uh, after the race he actually tweeted it out uh, and said quote we had a very difficult race in these tricky conditions and we struggle from the start to the end it's a race to forget to be honest end quote anyways uh, max uh, was talking after the race uh, just uh, about the frustration that, that he had when he was out there driving during the race and uh, he, uh, he he had the following to say quote it was just very frustrating to be honest i tried to follow checo through that kink and suddenly i just massively massively washed out and you get onto that green bit it was a big spin i tried to keep out the wall of course and then just flat spotted the tires after that you can quickly catch up with the guys but you can't pass as it is just one lap around here and already that line is very slippery slippery so it is super frustrating we just had to wait for people to pit or whatever just following no grip just trying to survive so definitely not a great day but hopefully we will never be in the situation again that it is so slippery end quote so yeah you know it uh, certainly is uh, I can understand why you know he was uh, so frustrated about that uh, but uh, you know it it, uh, it, it was tricky uh, tricky con- uh, conditions I mean uh, certainly uh, you can see why uh, you know it wasn't uh, you know the, the result that, uh, that that he wanted but uh, I mean Max is um, you know he certainly is the uh, the, the guy you'd expect uh, that uh, would uh, do better. Anyways, he also did ex- uh, escape a penalty for uh, you know uh, the crossing over the white line at the end of the pit lane. I mean, uh, he was under investigation for that. Uh, then it uh, was announced uh, by the race stewards that uh, they would uh, take a look at it, investigate it after the race. Uh, they did release a statement afterwards saying, quote, having reviewed video evidence from a wide variety of camera and angles at the highest resolutions available, the stewards are unable to find conclusive 
conclusive evidence that demonstrates beyond a reasonable doubt that any part of car 33 crossed completely over the white line, separating the pit exit from the track. So there you go. So uh, anyways, uh, Max would have been uh, penalized uh, for that. And if he had, uh, say, a five-second uh, penalty, uh, he would have uh, been uh, ended up uh, buying his uh, teammate, uh, Alex Albon, who was only a second and a half uh, behind him uh, in, in, in P6 at uh, at the end of the race. So there you go. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> like I say, it was definitely one for him uh, to, to forget. Anyways, uh, just uh, kind of go up building off of what uh, Lance Stroll had to say a little bit earlier, just uh, or talking about uh, Lance, how he wanted to go on to slicks. Sebastian Vettel actually uh, believes uh, had Ferrari switched on to sli- uh, slick tires that they could have actually had a shot to, to win the, the, the Turkish uh, Grand Prix. And like I said, P3 and P4 for uh, Charles and uh, Sebastian, or sorry, I should say Sebastian and Charles, P3 and P4, you know, a, a great result for them. I mean, uh, they, they should be very, very pleased with that. That. And, uh, you know, Seb actually said that they were very happy with the, or he was very happy with the podium, even though he kind of played into his hands uh, nicely because of that mistake his uh, teammate uh, met, or made uh, right at the end there. Anyways, uh, Seb had to say, quote, it was quite intense, quite long, but good fun. I had a really good opening lap, and I think I found myself already in P4. I was quite happy on the extreme wet tires, then we switched to inters. It was a bit more difficult in the beginning, and only towards the end we started to find the pace again. It was uh, very intense in the last lap a bit of a surprise to snatch the podium at the end but certainly very happy I think it was really an enjoyable race and the very tricky conditions uh, end quote so there you go I mean uh, very very interesting uh, that uh, you know he actually seemed like uh, you know compared to like the, the, the quotes that we've heard from guys like uh, Max Verstappen and uh, Sergio Perez uh, uh, Seb actually uh, feeling that uh, you know <laughs> he actually sounds like he was enjoying it out there despite the the, the, the tricky conditions anyways uh, Vettel did go on to just uh, talking about how he thought switching to the dry tires could have actually given Ferrari a good shot to, to, to win the race but uh, he ultimately did concede and understood said he understood why the team decided to keep himself and Charles on the on the intermediates. Anyways, Seb had uh, elaborated on that a little bit more by saying, quote, with 20 laps to go, I was thinking about the dries because the circuit was constantly drying and the tires were worn, so ultimately we had slicks. It was just a matter of uh, nobody dared to put them on and there was some rain forecast in the end which didn't come. I really would have liked to put them on because I think uh, it would have been a chance to win, but yeah, equally happy with third, end quote. So there you go. Uh, interesting. Uh, I mean, we did see some pictures uh, after some of the, uh, the 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 tire stops that we saw that one of these uh, these tires went into the garage. I can't remember if they were Red Bulls now or if they were uh, which team it was, but uh, some of the tires came out uh, off. I mean, the, the the treads on those inters were completely worn down to to, to nothing. So, like uh, Vettel said, that they were effectively drying out there on uh, on slick tires. But that is the thing. I mean, usually what happens in those conditions is somebody. Uh, you know, has the has the courage to go and switch on to slick tires before anyone else, and they're always such a good benchmark to see how the car uh, does in those conditions. But today, it, it didn't happen. Even though we, we heard a couple of drivers on race radio saying that they wanted to go in and switch over, nobody actually did that. But of course, we did hear uh, as well on the radios uh, for a couple of the drivers that they were expecting uh, a, quite a heavy downpour with uh, in the last lap or two laps of the race, which it actually didn't actually come to pass, but still you could understand that uh, even under those uh those circumstances that uh, had somebody wanted to switch uh, late in the race that there was hesitancy on the on the on the pit wall uh, to do that so finally last uh, story of the night uh, the turkish grand prix weekend uh, according to george russell is not what formula one is about so uh, obviously uh, there, there was a couple of things go, going on there the cold uh, temperatures the, the the greasy track because of the the, the recent uh, repaving also the the, the rain uh, and also the fact that uh, there were other uh, the other support races or a lack thereof uh, running on the track uh, before uh, or other uh, series just uh, you know they're racing there as well there's left uh, you know very little rubber and very little grip on the track but uh, Russell uh, who ended up uh, finishing uh, 16th uh, was uh, very frustrated by the you know, the lap tire uh, the lap times uh, depending on the, uh, the the tire temperatures he had and the, the huge differences when the tires were in the zone and when they weren't said it just uh, did not make uh, for an enjoyable race anyways uh, George had to say quote the lap time uh, varies by two to three seconds a lap if you get the tires working or not it's unbelievable this weekend has not really been uh, what Formula One is about I'm sure the show looked great and I'm sure I would have loved watching it from my sofa at home it's just been a lottery for everybody out there 
I love driving in wet conditions, but this was just something else. I think everybody was so excited to come here, and from the very first lap in FP1, we just had absolutely no grip. The biggest factor, without a shadow of a doubt, was the new resurfacing. From what I hear and understand, it was all to be done at the very last minute, and the Turkish corporation or whoever ran the race did a really good job to get everything done in time, and they were delayed by some really poor weather. It was like driving on sheet ice, and actually the times I went off the track onto the old concrete, I had much more grip than I did, and on the concrete uh, apron in the pit lane, which is normally incredibly slippery compared to the track, and a hell of a lot more grip than the actual racetrack. I don't think a single driver enjoyed these conditions, end quote. Well, you know, uh, I think that depends. I think we just heard from Sebastian Vettel that uh, that uh, despite the conditions, uh, I, I think Seb uh, was maybe a little bit in the minority uh, that uh, that he seemed to be uh, enjoying it. Uh, the, the, the sentiments uh, expressed by Russell, I mean, uh, we've heard that from a number of guys, including Valtteri Bottas and Max Verstappen, but... Yeah, whether or not that whether that's not what Formula One is about, I I can understand the frustration definitely uh, because uh, you know the the combination of the the late resurfacing uh, done on the track and the the, the fact that it was oily and it was wet and it was cold and just the big fluctuations uh, in, in the lap times because uh, you know just the difficulty keeping the heat in the tires and all that, but. Whether or not that's not what Formula One is about, I don't know if I would go that far because Formula One. I think you just have to go out there and the best driver in the conditions on the day in question, you know, deserves to win the race. And, uh, often we see the races run in, uh, in great, in very good conditions for the time of year, wherever they are. And we're always going to get a handful of wet races each and every year. And it adds, uh, an element of, uh, unpredictability into the proceedings. And, uh, of course that's always going to happen. Anyways, uh, I, I don't uh, fully, uh, uh, agree with what uh, George Russell uh, said, but, I mean, he did explain a little bit further saying that uh, had he been at home and watching the, the the Grand Prix from the comfort of his own living room on his own sofa, that uh, that it probably would have been uh, quite different, uh, you know, to, to watch it, enjoy it as a fan than being in the car. So I think he's seen it uh, for, from from both sides. I mean, certainly I think uh, he realizes what, what uh, basically everybody was who was watching it uh you know, came to the same conclusion that it was an enjoyable uh, race, but uh, very, very difficult and uh, uh, tricky uh, situations and conditions for uh, all the drivers. Anyways, uh, just uh, before uh, we go, uh, I just want to read uh, one more uh, tweet from uh, at uh, Tarabino on uh, Twitter, and he had to say, uh, looking forward to your thoughts on, uh, on Turkey. Amazing weekends from Racing Point and Ferrari, irregardless of Stroll's luck or lack thereof, Hamilton is the GOAT, though. And there you go. I think that is a great way to kind of uh, sum it up, uh, you know, in 140 characters or less or whatever you get on Twitter nowadays. And absolutely. I mean, great weekends from Racing Point and Ferrari, uh, regardless of uh, poor old Lance Stroll's uh, luck with the with the graining and Hamilton is the GOAT. Yeah, <laughs> no argument there. Nicely summed up. Anyways, uh, thank you all very much uh, for downloading and listening to the show. We'll be back in a couple of days with the weekly program just to go over whatever comes up in the next couple of days and certainly there should be no shortage of good things to talk about and until then I uh, thank you once again for downloading and listening to the show if you want to get in touch best way is uh, on Twitter at f one pod or via email at f one pod at gmail.com and that's it that's a wrap I'm out of here have a great week everybody talk to you again soon ciao Thanks for listening to the Scuderia F1 podcast. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, then head over to ScuderiaF1Pod.com. Want to get in touch with us? Then email us at ScuderiaF1Pod at gmail.com.